Welcome to the Roll Down Podcast, hosted live on Twitch every Tuesday night. Now, here's your hosts, Cutler and Soul! Good morning, everyone down in OCE, or good afternoon to those of us joining us from somewhere else in the world in the Northern Hemisphere. My name is Cutler, and you are listening to a very special episode of the Roll Down podcast. Uh, first of all, before I get to our uh, world's attending guest, I want to say a big, big hello to my co-host, Sol. Thank you very much for being here. Good to be here, as always. Guys, you can see who we've got if you're watching us live right now. We've got a man who is qualified for the World Championships just, I mean, just 48 hours ago, basically. He is an absolute titan of the tft industrial complex and that is goose gb8 welcome to the show hello hello glad to be here thanks for having me look we're going to get into everything regionals but first of all we sort of like to get to know a little bit about the history of our guests a little bit more about sort of where you came from where the love of tft came from so i was wondering in your own words like how you got into tft as a as a sort of a, a competitive esport part of your life really man it, it just it just kind of happened so like before tft i mean it was like i started playing as soon as it came out in beta before that like a couple months before i, I found dota auto chess and that game was cool i'm like oh this game's dope and then i saw riot was releasing their own auto battle i'm like oh let's go and then you know it came out on pve day one you're in there the queues are like 15 hours long you leave your pc running so you don't get logged out and then you know that was that was great. So that one came out, and I don't know. I've been playing ever since. Uh, at some point, I'm like, oh, you know, I'm pretty good at this game. Let's start. Let's turn the stream on, and you know, for a couple months, you know, there's like one or two people, but at some point, you know, it, you know, it got rolling, and you know, I've just been, I've just been liking the game. It's a fun game, and you know, I've been, uh, I've been lucky to be able to do this for, you know, kind of like as a job. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I mean, it's um, as sort of two people that uh, you know have watched your stream for quite a while. I think some of the journey that a lot of TFT players undergo is very interesting. I was wondering what your thoughts are. You sort of spoke about like loving the game and turning it into a job for you. I was wondering, like, we we get a lot of players who come on and say, "I love this set. I hated this set. I loved it. Like, this is my favorite. This is my least favorite." Six set six and set six point five have a very like very divided. A lot of people love them. A lot of people, eh, not so hot on them. Like, what are your feelings on like set six, set six point five, the augments, those kind of things? Oh, I I think I think it's by far the best TFT we've ever had. Um, just because of what it adds to the variance and replayability game. I feel like TFT when you look at something like set five, it's very it's very it's always like the same, you know, it's the same game every game. Uh, set two is, is a good example, you know, it's the same thing every game, you know, it's, you kind of know what to expect. You're not going to take like all these weird little paths. And I think set six does a very good job of kind of keeping you on your toes and keeping every game interesting. Like you never really know what's going to happen. You know, you might open up a game and, you, you know, it's like, boom, you're just playing reroll in a prismatic game. Uh, you know, boom, you're playing featherweights. You don't really know how it's going to play out. And I think it's, it just, I don't know, it keeps it fresh and it, it keeps it fun and exciting and you don't get bored. But again, I also really like Galaxies for that same reason. I know a lot of people, you know, they weren't a fan. They're, 
I don't know. Some people, maybe they just like that reliable, you know. You know, I, I, I want to play a game of TFT and, and I want to do it this way. And, you know, I, I kind of like the uh, the variance. We're um, we're famous set three, 3.5 enjoyers on this podcast. <laughs> um, we were shocked to hear that Sox really hated set three and 3.5. Um, but again, you sort of you sort of find those people who are very um, intent on having the sort of TFT experience not be completely random for them. I think. Oh yeah, they just want to balance. Some people just want a balanced game. They're like, oh, I, I want this every time. You know, this is broken. This is broken. I just want everything to you know. Yeah. I just want to play this comp twenty twenty and yeah. really do this. And that was the best part. Because I like you it when do that in broken. <laughs> I like it when everything's broken. Which was set three and three point five, and you got the extra Dude, set six. Everything's broken. Yeah, That's this true. Ken guy, he he he's down to just make everything op. I love it. It's a Ken diff. And uh, I mean, we're getting a really big patch coming up soon. We're not gonna uh, fully touch on that today because we want to really uh, we want to really sort of look at regionals to begin with. But uh, next week we certainly will be talking a lot about the patch. Um, Goose, I was wondering from, from your perspective, I mean, obviously like being around the competitive scene, you make friends with other competitive players, you, you know, you, you spend a lot of time VOD reviewing, discussing in tournaments with other competitive players, who would you say like out of the, the group of people that you play with or have, have worked with during this game are, are some of the people that like push you to keep going? Do you have someone like that in the, in the scene? Oh, other people that push me to keep going? Oh, no. Okay, so honestly, I don't even know about the VOD reviews. I, the first time I looked at one of my VODs was like a week ago. And <laughs> that, that's been very helpful. No, if you're trying to get better, looking at your VODs is, is, is very nice. But um, it's more so like... Okay, so set three, I tried. I, I, I put in some, some work and I, I tried to make it to Worlds. And okay, I, I'm not going to... Okay, I got more dog. Like, plain and simple. <laughs> Set four, I suck. I was the set four was not my set. I didn't really like it a whole ton. It's probably my least favorite set. So I just I don't know. I didn't put the required time. And then set five, set five, we kind of took a vacation. Set six, we took a vacation. But this is uh, I don't know. It's, it's, I just really enjoy this set, and it's kind of been the reason why I've been putting in so much time. Just because I mean, like if you like something, you know, you're gonna do it more. So I've been I've been trying to do that. I've been trying to improve my play. I've been trying to. I mean, Worlds was the goal, so. Yeah. And, now we and then the goal from here is uh, top three, top three Worlds. So I'm going to I'm gonna just keep putting in that work, and, and I'll, uh, we'll see what we can do. Oh, yeah. Love that point on VOD review. It's really interesting. We've had a lot of different competitive players come on in the last sort of five to six months that we've been doing the podcast. And, uh, you know, some of them say that it's like, that play is like 80% like preparation for an event is 80% VOD review, 10% playing and 10% thinking about the game. So um, what were you doing to prepare for events when you weren't VOD reviewing? Were you just playing the game as much as possible? Um, it's like, okay, so you need to play the game initially. It's like, there's like a couple stages. You need to play the game a lot to know what works. Uh, to learn how to pilot the comps, but like once you have all that dialed in, it's it's mostly VOD review at that point. Like you already know what you're gonna do, so you know you play a few games, you kind of look over your games, you look it over, you look over the games of like other people. You know you learn their habits, you learn what they do, 
And you know, at that point, it's mostly water view because your strats already kind of like locked in. Uh, yeah, fascinating. Really, really fascinating. Um, that I think that's actually a really good place to bring us on to kind of touching on regionals. Um, one of the things that was really interesting to watch from from your POV, and um, I'm sure that Sol will be able to back me up here on this, is how calm your rolling mm. habits were. We really noticed that you were very chilled out. You didn't you didn't roll more gold than you had to every turn. You always picked a position to stop and focus for the final sort of five to ten seconds on building your board. Is that something that you do, like, have ever noticed, like, that you actively do focus on sort of building a strong board? Oh, okay. So there's a couple of things there. Uh, one, just, you know, making a strong board with the gold that you have. I think that's just, like, a, a skill you, you learn to develop. You learn to play strong boards without rolling all your gold away. I think that's just something... As you get better, you learn to do. Uh, the other big thing that you mentioned there is stop rolling like five seconds before because you need to you need to scout. If you don't scout in in a in that kind of tournament setting, you're just gonna get rolled. So it's 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 you have to do it. Like five seconds left. I mean, I think we've all been in those spots where we're like, oh, I need this unit. I'm rolling, rolling, rolling. There's one second left, and then you know you've got two allowies on your board. You know. We've all, we've all been at a spot where yeah. I took a fat 20 yeah. damage, and that, that so is So always get, you, you get Zephyr shrouded, and you just get tapered into the Yeah, and you're like, oh, Frozen Heart Echo dies in cringe. Zephyr yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, really. Yeah, you, you can't do that. Fascinating. I'd, I'd love to hear sort of going into that final day. We, we sort of did a, a lot of focus on that final day. So you've got through two big days of competition. You, you know who you're playing against. What were your thoughts going into the final, into the final day? Like, here's what I'm going to do. Do you have a strategy in mind, a play style in mind, something that you thought was going to work out for that final lobby? Um, well, I kind of, yeah, I mean, it, the strat was just like open bow, open sword. Um, and then you kind of go down to your plan A, like plan A is like innovator opener into like Jin or Sivir or like Aurelia. Plan B is, you know, is strikers. Plan C is like, you know, hex tech opener. And you kind of just like play whatever you get. Um, I mean, a big part of it was just like mindset and staying calm. I think there were a lot of players in the tourney where they had like a bad game and they kind of just like lost their mental. You know, they tilted and and they kind of got knocked out just because, you know, just because the mindset crashed. And I think it's important to just kind of stay calm, stay focused and just, you know, do what you need to do. I think staying focused is a big thing. And... I think it's something a lot of people can improve on. I mean, it's something I can improve on. Game number five, I, I was not focused. I'm like, oh, I'm probably in. You know, we're making worlds. I lost the focus. I was talking to Chad, and I took a fat seventh. And then it's like, okay, you know, <laughs> back back to, you know, back back to back to focus. We'll uh, yeah, we'll, we'll come on to game five. We uh, you know, we took notes for every game. I'd love to start with game one though, if you don't mind. That was the um the Mal's three game. I'm sure that. Oh, that one, yeah. <laughs> so. What, like we were watching that game and you had what well, we're not going to get like super in depth i'm not going to be like at four or five you did this but basically the, the thing that we sort of talked about in this game was you had sort of morgue two you were a couple of vex three you were like two off mouse three for like three turns and you you weren't rolling you were being very very cautious and i think it was be probably because you had a lot of hp do you like remember how that game was feeling for you i know you had like Oh yeah, yeah. RFC um, Malzahar for like the mid game. 
No, I, I couldn't roll. Uh, there were two other AP players. Uh, I, it was either, I don't know, there's two out of the three, like Ramblin', Robin, and maybe Solus. I don't know. But there were two other AP players. I needed them to die. And then after they died, I could roll. But yeah. I mean, the big issue that game was, uh, I mean, we kind of reviewed the VODs. Uh, Ramblin', uh, he's the AP god. And he <laughs> said that it was supposed to be Arx Bat Lulu. And that would have been so much better. And then there was a turn where I played Seraphine over Ori, and I think that caused me a fight. So I think the best mm. place in that game would have been like a third. But yeah, I need to work on my AP for sure. But at the same time, yeah, I kind of wanted to hit everything. So I, you know, you kind of have to wait for people to die. Robin it feels bad, but you know. in that game, I think as well. That was that was one of those ones where he was dead at the end of stage four. Yeah, two people died like stage four. Mm. Yeah, that's really interesting because straight after the game, you turn your mic back on and you go, "I wish I'd played Oriana earlier." That was the very first thing you said after you sort of like, caused me around, yeah. to chat and talk to chat. So it's really interesting. Um, so he said it was play Arcanus Lulu. Why did he sort of come to that decision? Well, when I first put the, the spout on Mori, like it, it doesn't do anything. Like it's not like you're frontlining the Morg, you know, it's backline with the Vex. It, it's, it's not super high value, whereas the, the, the shields and heals from Lulu are going to be more impactful. Like, if you just look at the mid-game board, like, Lulu would be more impactful. Yeah. And you have, like, Phalanx and Keepers as well, I think, at that point as well. So yeah, you're yeah. Of, you're sort of hyper-clumped in the back right corner for most of the game. Yep. Okay, really interesting. Um, Sol, I, I know, you know, you, you watched with me. Did you have any sort of mm. questions about kind of game one and that kind of thing? What do I think about game one? Um, I think, like... Okay, it's sorry. Actually, I, I, I'm like a, my 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 pop out to me on that one. Actually, sorry, I don't actually. Can't no, that's okay. Top my head. The only I need the to only... actually have the vote open real quick. <laughs> that's all right. The only question I had was we put we there was a choice I think between putting um, Zonyas on Malzahar or your front line, but I think you explained it quite well there that you were back cornering, so you didn't have like a a specific sort of front line tank that you were hoping to. To play oh, I'm pretty sure it's always on Mal's, like no matter what. Like I you don't have a third Mal's item. It's like it's pretty good. Yeah. It gives like 50 AP. The I mean it works with Mal's because like, you know, you go into the Zonies, but he still keeps doing his thing. Hmm. Well yeah. things keep spreading. That was really that was a really interesting choice. That was like one of the ones where um where I thought like players would, would potentially make the like, different decisions in that in that time. That was sort of uh, one of those ones where, where certainly if you gave different people that board, maybe they would Sonya's their front line instead. Oh, I, I wouldn't even think about that. Mm. I mean, I, I guess, but it just seems so bad. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if you want your tank dropping aggro, you know? <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. True, very true. Um, okay, I'll move on to game two, and, and um, mm. that is the five twin shot game. Uh, yeah. Okay, so I'll let you take this one away, Sol, because I know that we had a we had a bit like we had a big discussion about sort of board strength in, in this game as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um okay. Off the top of my head. Okay, so if I remember correctly, so it was it was it was it's Twin Shot Open R and then uh I think he decided to uh like level and then play for like a semi kind of win streak kind of thing instead of just like like focusing on econ with like 
Littles. So I guess like I'm firstly curious to why that decision was made. And yeah, I kind of, yeah, because like, I guess in my, just not to be too chatting or anything, but it's like in, in my mind, um, when we, when we, uh, when me and Bodhi watched the, uh, the game, we both agreed that like, we felt that like, um, it made a lot of sense to just sort of focus on Econ at the start and then spike at a 3-2 rolldown. Um, especially with like Yordle, especially with the Yordle gold for like additional money. So I'm just kind of curious um, to know what sort of why you played that game. So why you played that sort of early game the way you did. You mean the one when I when I went five stage two? Uh, I think so. Yes. Yeah, you went five stage so. two, yes. but you, yes. you sold like, yeah, like two, you two, two or two three. Okay, so yeah, I don't know if that was correct, but it just it's uh, I'm looking at it right now. I have a locket. You have things to play. You have like upgraded units. The Yordles kind of make it okay. Like, just I, I think playing Yordles in full opening is you can't get away with it in a, in a tourney. Mm. Like, you're gonna you're gonna get five out every round. Like, your Yordles yep. allow you to push levels aggressively, and you and you fall back on that Yordle econ to like you know not just be Omega port. So I, I think twin shots from a win streak opener is you want to play it as a temple board, unless you just like mm. Omega high roll, get infinite Lucians, get infinite Corkies. I I think rerolling it and trying to sack and just Play purple econ is not it because it falls off really hard, uh, and mm -hmm. your win con is jinx. You you get to the jinx, you're being chilling. Yep. Yeah, yeah that makes a lot of sense. You're on, you don't and you miss. You're just, you're just going eighth. But yeah, I don't know. Going like, I think leveling. I think the leveling there was fine. Like early on. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. fake. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> the other thing that I want to talk about there is you went eight at four two, um, and then rolled on four three to find jinx. I thought that was fucking genius. Like, in my head, I was, like, watching the game back. I'm, like, fucking brilliant. That's exactly, like, I don't know. I'm a challenger. Like, I've been challenger before. I'm a challenger player. Whatever. I'm not as fucking good as a, a regionals world's attendee. You know, but I'm, like, that's that's exactly what I would fucking do to have, a, like, to have the best out to hit Jinx and to fucking spike a top two in this lobby, basically. Were you thinking, like... Jinx can win, like Jinx two potentially can win me this lobby. I need to go up. Oh yeah, Jinx. Early. Yeah, Jinx is the win con. Yeah. yeah, that that was my only out. Like unless you're high rolling the Lucian's Corkies, like bro, it's Jinx. Yeah, but uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I rolled a four three just because I I was kind of dizzy. I I didn't know what to do with the gold I had at four two. Hmm. You did say you did save it actually. You still had about thirty gold I think after you got to level eight. You just kind of put in some really good units, I think, for the rest of the game. You were kind of working in and out of, of like, building a really good board. You had binary in that know. game as well. Oh, yeah, it was a weird game. Like, I, I I don't know. I feel like it's such a risky thing to twin shots. If you don't win streak, it, it, you need the jinx. Like, I wasn't able to win streak yep. this game, so I kind of got bailed out by the jinx. It could have been an eighth if I didn't hit. But I also feel like I could have won the game. I, a big issue this game is... I tunnel. I tunnel on the left side, and like if you look at some of these rally fights, you just get rolled because your team just—they never focus their rally. So I think this game was first of all. It was also like eighth of all. So yeah, I was gonna say if I may add, like I, I actually am curious to to sort of understand, like well, no, like what you felt like, what you felt like you specifically went wrong in this in this specific game. I um when we watch the VOD review, um we well rather when we watch the VOD. We uh, noticed that, you know, afterwards you mentioned that, you know, there was a lot of things that you felt like you could have done to play the game better. Um, so I'm kind of curious, like, what those sort of, what, if, like, you know, when you reviewed your own VOD, what you felt those, like, important breakpoints were in this game. Yeah, I think it was just positioning dip. I think I played the game pretty well. Uh, I think my leveling timings were good. I think the item slams were, like, really good. Uh, I'm pretty happy with those. But it's, it's just position dip. 
like <laughs> TFT, you know, it's auto valor. They kind of do their own thing. You got to, you got to set them up right. Hmm. And before we get on to sort of the other games, I, re I really want to ask you because it, it ties into the rest of the games of this, um, of the final day. Um, Zeke's, you love a Zeke's. You slam Zeke's every time you're playing AD. I've noticed it sort of just watching your stream when you're practicing, anything like that. I was wondering, like, like where that priority is for you because you're really the only one in the final lobby playing AD who ever prioritizes Zeke's at all. Yeah, I don't know. I've been slamming Zeke's for infinite sets. I feel like I'm the only player who does it. It's a good item. <laughs> yeah, it is a good item. You know, exactly. I mean, up until this set, I've been the only player who slams Stroud and Frozenheart as well, you know? They just haven't caught on yet. And then they printed Echo. So, <laughs> yeah, interesting. That's really interesting. And it's just, Zeke, it's Zeke, just a good Trout, Frozen Heart, I've been saying this shit for like three, four sets. Mm. Yeah, I think it uh, it does you a really good service in this game, actually, because basically all of your twin shots have at least one Zeke's on them. And in, in like stage five, pretty much. And you're getting, you're getting the five twin shot bonus of just everything. Yeah, yeah, you get exactly. infinite eighty for one shot. It's good. Yeah, the only other thing I want—it's like, to... it's just like a good use of belts. Like belt kind of sucks. Yeah, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah yep. that's true. I feel the same way about belt for sure. Mm. And there are often times where you do have extra swords. The only other thing I wanted to talk about in this game was: Did you ever consider going for scrap, playing like four scrap in, in your in-game board? For scrap, I thought about it, but it was like it was kind of hard to. Mm. It's not bad. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, game three. This is the win streak game. This is like the infinite win streak game where you're 100. Was it the uh, was it the Kalen game? Yeah. The sniper. Kalen? It's the Kalen game. Yeah. It's the Kalen. Oh, game. that one. Oh, that one was. Yeah, I had so many swords. Holy. Yeah. 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 You did. You really, really did. You had triple Zeke's, <laughs> Deathblade. You had Deathblade Runans, Last Whisper, and Caitlyn until stage five, basically. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, that was a fun five. one for sure. Yeah, I, I think I picked the wrong prismatic though. It was it should have been Burden Veil. I took meditation. It was kind of dead. We had a really interesting oh, discussion. Oh, interesting. About this. Okay. We had a really interesting discussion about this. That's we really interesting to, you say that. Uh, when we were doing bot review yesterday, we were talking to um, uh, sort of current or has been rank one this set OCE regionals player Cade, and he was saying that it it's always meditation. And I was wondering why you think it's Is Burden it? Veil because I thought it okay. was. I thought it was Verdant Vale as well. Okay, so the thing is, Verdant Vale, if you don't get CC'd, it's fake, right? So I feel like those kind of things, uh, you know, defensive items are crutch for bad players, and defensive augments are also crutch for bad players. Like, you can just position better. But at the same time, meditation's so fucking bad. Like, it barely does anything. I don't know. I think it's kind of close. Mm. I think it's kind of close. Meditation gives you more fight strength, but... The Verdant Veil provides more, I guess, breathing room. I feel like meditation, like the first three type of play, and then Verdant Veil, you can just corner if you want. Well, we were saying that um, meditation was really weird in your spot because, like, uh, you definitely want yeah. to play Silco to cap out your board. But med meditation Silco does not sound very good. Like, with Med 3 Silco, it's like popping everything yeah. way too quickly. Like, it's yeah. not a pace. Yeah, it feels really weird, right? I don't know. It's a weird spot. I, I think none of those augments are like really ideal. Yeah. The interesting part about Silco there though is that the second you upgrade it to Silco two and put an item on it, you start losing infinite fights because it's not buffing three units every fight. I thought that was really uh, 
that was really funny because Silco one on your board carries you for basically four rounds in a row where it like hits Brom and then it hits something else and then it hits something else and all of a sudden you're like killing Aurelia's when you have no business to on stage five because the Silco with meditation is just keeping your Brom alive forever. Um, yeah, so Silco two got weaker. Yeah, <laughs> it, was kind of, it was really weird. I don't, I don't know, like. I, I like that's just what I noticed like watching the fights back like with the Silco 2 you're not casting as much so you just started dying to Aurelia because you were only getting sort of one cast off per fight with the meditation ah, it was a really good game and I mean it was really a Brom diff to kind of win the win the final fight I think your Brom you like perfectly position your Brom and it knocks up his entire board and then it gets Silco altered oh your Brom's the biggest chad yeah yeah, I think the kills has helped out the whole, whole dodge chance. Mm. Oh, absolutely. And then that's the other thing is, well, you put. Um, we had a discussion about putting stone plate on Brom instead of meditating. Brom, how did you feel about? Oh, oh meditation Brom is so it's so fake. Fake. He's he's okay. he's big front line. Most of his yeah, mana's from line. He just get beat the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was a really good game. I. I also wrote down that you leveled to seven at three three, I and you put a singed in to hold your Morellos when you had a like you had like oh, yeah. I had the worthless Morello. Yeah, yeah, this random Morellos. Um, I don't know. The only thing I I saw in that spot was you could have like I don't know. It's like obviously it doesn't matter, but like you had four Bruiser and you had a Zach. But I, I did that ever cross your mind to play Zach there? I'm looking at it right now. Is it four bruiser? How's it four? It's three. You've got Rexai in shop as well. Oh, Rexai. Well. Oh, I see. You've got Rexai in the corner. Yeah. Oh, you over like Nara? Eh. Eh. It's fine. Yeah. It's just, you just need Umbrella by it. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, Singe is pretty good Umbrella. On the streak, I think you evolve every time. You, you keep mm -hmm. 10, you keep your streak, you're good. You're being chilling. Oh, I absolutely Temple, agree with the level. Absolutely. Street play. Mm. Um, and Caitlyn, as a unit. Underrated, really good. Oh, she's so good. Yeah, sniper, sniper plus deathblade, big value. Hmm. Oh, okay. Um, game four, you sort of go all in at one four. I don't, I don't know if you'd call it all in, but you pre-level to try and find Echo. Am I correct in assuming that you're like going all in to find Echo early game because you have like Ezreal two singed. And scrap heart. Oh, I I, I should know level there. It was that I, I, yeah. I had two pairs. I had two yeah, pairs. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we talked about this a lot, actually. Mm. Yeah, that was a mistake. Mm. We talked about this a lot. How like when you are playing around like one cost parries, especially when you have two, like when you have a pair, it doesn't really make sense to pre level because you want the seventy five percent shot shot blocks, right? Agreed. Yeah. Do you often feel like in those scenarios, like? Well, everybody in the lobby is going to be level four. I need to have as strong as board as possible. I don't want to be seventy health at two five. Do you sort of feel I mean, like in those scenarios you kind of have to? I mean, for me, I, I I do like trying to play aggressively. I don't I don't really like playing passively. But at the same time, yeah, you have to hit your one cost. So I mean, your best odds are just staying level three there. Yeah, it was and it was just misplay. You play quite a you play a bit of gin in this. Oh, I love gin. Yeah. Um, and we talk, I've like, I've been a big gin proponent since like the start of set six and, and my feelings have always been like, it's really, really hard, almost impossible to play like gin 
from a losing position because it's a comp yeah. that requires so many four costs and five cost legendaries to like cap itself. But if you're trying to roll for Jin with like roll on stage four or stage five with like 20 gold, you're just never going to hit your comp. Basically, you're just playing a really sort of scuffed board for the majority of the, the final set. How do you feel about sort of Jin in the meta right now? I think Jin and snipers function well as like a, a win streak temple comp. Uh, you you need good frontline. I mean, snipers are just generally slower, right? Caitlyn takes a while to get her ulti off. Jin, you know, he has to load up his ulti and then he has to do the fourth shot. You know, these fights go for a while, so you need good frontline and then obviously you need good backline. So, yeah, playing it from behind is rough. Uh, the, the fights are slow. You need them to last long. So, so whereas something like Sivir, you know, it's it's quick. Something really, it's quick. You can get some kills. Jin, you need to, uh, yeah, you can't play it from behind. Well, I mean, it suits my style pretty well. Uh, just tempo win streak. To play for win streak and, and play things like Jin. Yeah, that's really interesting. What did you think of the meta coming into this event overall? Like, how did you feel sort of your style of play was positioned for, for regionals? Uh, I mean, a good, I guess. I think the meta's fine. I mean, you kind of just, like, learn to play whatever meta is. Like, if it's AP, you play AP. If it's AD... You learn AD. I, I feel like AD is, is more consistent and stronger. You have more outs. Um, in AP, you have a fairly high chance to go eighth, which is kind of why I stood away from it. But yeah, I, I think I think I'm pretty good on the meta right now. I mean, next patch is going to be a lot of AP, and I think that's going to be Worlds patch. So yeah, time to watch some rambling mods. Ah, <laughs> uh, they say they dash next patch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They really I'm actually really anything. curious. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say I'm actually really curious to sort of hear sort of your take on how you feel about. I mean, it's been memed about a lot, but how you feel about the sort of augment balance of this set. Like, set six point five obviously has a much heavier focus on combat oriented augments, right? A lot more augments that are just like straight up stat boosts, you know, stat bonuses versus set six. Um, so I guess I'm just sort of curious to know sort of how you feel about that sort of direction. What do you like it more? You know, do you like it less? What do you like about it? Sort of all things like that, basically. Uh, I mean, okay, so. As far as balance goes, it's getting better. Like every patch is like, okay, this is broken, we're nerfing this. Oh, this sucks, we're buffing this. So that's going in the right direction. I mean, at the same time, it's just like it's so much variance. It's kind of hard to balance. Uh, they're they're adding quality of life things to where you can't get like three econ augments. You don't get like Omega Mort Dog. But um, yeah, sometimes your your options just suck, and it's just, you know you're just playing for the best possible placement. And I mean, it is what it is. I think, I think the downside of just having to go eighth every now and then is worth the amount of fun you have in the set so yeah i don't mind it um <laughs> yeah i mean i i think that like uh regardless like even in like the most sort of quote unquote like balanced tft sets right like there were always like there are always games that are just like guarantee apes like there are always oh, balance. Where, like balance is so sleeper no one wants to play yeah balance. it is right the thing is, even in like the things like the point I'm trying to get at is like, even in those sets, there are games that are just guaranteed like doomed. Like there's just nothing you can yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. Like, Sometimes you just save. So like you know, it's it's not like that much worse if like you know you, you just take the eighth because of like you know external factors like augments and stuff. Like that, th those kind of games are always going to happen in a, like in a game with so much variance with TFT, right? Um, Agreed. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it was like fully answered, but I, I was sort of interested in sort of how you felt about like. Um, augment design specifically was what was my question so like because like Setics, for example there was like a higher there was like more like econ augments for example were a lot better in Setics because the combat augments were way worse like 
where you had a lot of like just like level eight spirit bomb roll like 60 gold play around like five costs for example because a lot of the uh, sort of e-code augments a lot of the uh, more sort of tra- a lot of the augments were sort of more trait based i guess compared to like set 6.5 where like a lot of augments are more sort of stat based so like i guess my question was more like do you feel like it's help like do you feel like it's a healthier direction for the game for for your augments to be like a, a sort of a, almost sort of extra source of like traits if that makes sense to make your team sort of like stronger that way or do you prefer it when like your, your augments are more like you know you play around you know a specific trait in a specific way like you know it changes the way a certain trait plays out or like you know it changes the way um yes like specific things like that, rather than just like this augment gives me more stats uh i think all of those things are good right i think having econ augments are good because uh you know it gives you that option if you want it if you want to play like a certain comp that revolves around like four or five costs, you know, oh, more money is good for me. My board is stable. I don't really need more strength. Um, having something that modifies the way you play the game, something like Hyperol is super interesting. It adds a little variance to it. Um, something like Backfoot or, you know, Battle Mage or with the position based augments, I think those are very interesting. There's like this trade off that you have to make. Oh, do I want to, you know, put all my units in the front line? and get uh, the most value out of this augment or, you know, do I want to, you know, position intelligently? I, I just think making decisions is like an interesting part of TFT. And I, and we've had times in the game where you just, you do nothing for like an entire stage. And it's, yeah, I much prefer having choices to make and thinking about the trade-offs. And I think that's really fun. I think the augments add a lot of depth that way. And even the things uh, to where they modify the way your comp works, things like challenger unity, uh, Chemtech Unity, uh, you know, On Guard, they may not be the most balanced, but they allow you to do, like, interesting comps. Like, you can go Chemtech Unity and then Instant Injection, and then your whole team's Chemtech, and it's like, oh, which units I put in, you know, that I get the most value from that. And I just I just think it adds a lot of depth to the game, and I, I think the dev team has been very good about, uh, I mean, balancing it. I think, it's, I think it's not too bad right now, and, you know, making it fun. So, nice. good job, Mordog. Good job, Kent, and the rest <laughs> of the crew. Really great answer there. I really love that. And one of the things that you bring up, like Backfoot and Battle Mage, like when was the last time in a TFT set you saw? I mean, aside from like like keepers, you know what I mean, like where you have to specifically put all the keepers and um, uh, set three, set three uh, rebels, rebels, where you sort of have to clump. You don't get like you don't get to like stage four, stage five, and like. People have like five units on the back line, like tanks on the back line or tanks in the second row. Like that doesn't happen, like barely ever happened in previous TFT sets. So all of a sudden you've got this thing that's like just totally different and changes every game. Well, now he's yeah. got his Aurelia front line. Well, now he's got, now he's got like his RE front line left corner because he's really, really trying to get like the battle mage buff and trying to hit the perfect angle. Like that doesn't that yeah, yeah. in previous sets. And like sometimes you have to sack it, you know. You may be paying, uh, yep. playing Phalanx, but you know you're playing against MF three. Like you don't want to clump your whole team to the back line. You put you know someone up front. It's just like I don't know. It's it makes it more interesting. Yeah, yeah. Really, really good answer. Love that. Um, game five was the game. You said that you after, straight after it, you were like, well, in your exact words, you said I made a lot of fucking mistakes this game <laughs> like a lot of damn mistakes. okay honestly i don't even know if i made that many mistakes mm-hmm. like i looked back over it and like i wasn't focused by it man my spot was it was not great that was a doomed game i think that's just one of those games where you look at it and you're like well i did the best I-, I did the best i could with the things that i had you know i'm surprised it wasn't an eighth 
like I, I opened metabolic and I'm like, okay, easy top four. And then yep. the second augment was also it was target dummies, and then it's just like I had I had silver items, but I couldn't find silver, and it's you know, we we silver carried Aurelia and it was it was a seventh. Mm. Like looking back at it, that game was just it was not it. Also, lobby was so strong that game. That was a ridiculously strong one. I think that's the game. Is that the game where um, Milk is playing like Triforce Twitch? I think it is. Like Triforce yes, Twitch. And he's just hitting people for fucking 15 on stage three every turn. Puggle? He hits it just every time. He hits it like on stage three pretty consistently, I'm pretty sure. So he just he's doing a lot of damage to, to the whole lobby really early. Um, oh, man. I'm interested. Um... I'm interested to hear your thoughts on uh, the opening augment decision um, in that game specifically. If you felt that like metabolic was the only sort of real choice there, or if you feel like there was any other particular, like other other lines that like could have taken. Oh, there. what what else was there? It was, it was, it was an crest and the second one. Yeah. I mean, it's like Bobo Sword Star. I feel like mm. I mean you can take second win probably, but. Uh, I was I was kind of ahead in points in this time, and I'm like I just wanted top four or like you know just play for placement. Yeah. Did you feel that there was um? So did you feel that like because like you had like Bobo Sword, there was just no like there was just like no consideration for Arcanist as an option. Um, oh, because, like, is there? Yeah, I was about to say is is yeah because um I, I did like I did briefly mention when we like well, well, when like me and Bodhi like VOD reviewed it, I was saying that like well I guess like hypothetically you could take Arcanist here and make like. An RFC, and then like I don't know how this like, and then like, I guess this sword becomes like a GS or like a gunblade. But I don't I don't know how like how good or bad that is. That like like might just be like way too bad if that makes sense. But I think like, committing and... Arcanist with Bobo's Bobo sword. I mean, I guess yeah. it's not even a hard commit, but like like that being your preferred direction is probably not the best EV play. Like you can probably work out, but. Mm -hmm. Because, um, I mean, the only, like, I think, like, the only, like, the main, like, argument there is just, like, you have something, at least, like, some kind of tangible increase in board strength, whereas Metabolic, like, it doesn't really, like, make your board, like, it, it obviously doesn't make your board stronger. Um, yeah. It, yeah, it, it gives you a bit more, like, breathing room, but, like, I don't think it's, I don't think it ends up being, like, that much HP, right? Ever since, like, ever since they left it, it just, it just doesn't equate to actually that much HP over the course of the entire Oh, game. Metabolic gets one for so much HP. By stage five, like, it's like 50 HP. Wait, or 40 it's, HP. It's, I think it's like... It's, it's 10 per uh, stage. Five per stage, yeah. It ends up being like, it ends up being like, it ends up being like 30, 40 ish, right? Like, uh, assuming you get to... I mean, it depends where you die. It's 2, 3, 4, because like 2, yeah. 3, 4, right? Yeah. Uh, assuming most of the game is played like from 2, 3, 4, right? So it, it, it ends up being like 30, 30 HP, which is, you know, it's not 30, it's not wait, did I die at fucking 4, 1? 5, 1? I don't I know when I die. Am I mathing this wrong? Like, it's, yeah, two, three, four, that's 30, right? By the end of four. By the end of stage four, you should expect about 30 HP. And then assuming you make it to, like, mid-stage five, it ends up being, like, 35. 35-ish, 37-ish, true. Okay, I feel like most games, you're yeah. kind of expected with, like, stage six. No? With Metabolic, uh, yeah. You think with Metabolic, you try sure, to. Yeah. 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 It's different now I because so. you don't I get the so. health off of, uh, like, post-carousel and post-neutrals. Yeah, yeah. It's less health yeah. than, than set six. Like, it, 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 it definitely used to be worth like 55 HP or something. It definitely used to be with some dumb amount of HP. Uh, mm. um, I, I don't know. If, I, okay, in real I don't know if that's strong enough of an argument to sort of pick any of the other options. I was just more sort of interested if like you felt like I was the like I was, I was like the only like realistic option there in that spot. That, that was more. I was also sort of interested. I mean, you can probably do anything. I, I'm interested to see what mm -hmm. that. Maybe maybe other people do something else. Mm -hmm. 
Is there, I mean, I guess when you're looking at Arcanist's heart, do you ever look at it and think, well, I'm in a lobby with at least two people that are playing, like, AP every single game, and one of them's, like, an insane AP player who I know is going to probably play AP from any spot. Do you ever look at it and go, well, it's, I can't, if I take this, I'm, I'm like, triple contesting, kind of like the, the Mal's game where you were, like, one of four AP players. Is that I think you just have to, like... I mean, sure, that's a part, but I think you just have to make the best decision for, like, the board you have and, like, the items you have. Like, if you have a Vex, you know, from an orb, it's like, oh, you know, Arcanist is pretty good. Uh, if you have, like, some rods and tears, like, okay, you know, I can use that immediately. But it's like, if you have, like, an AD star, I, I think you probably wouldn't want to default to that. Or, I mean, at least I wouldn't. I'll, I'll mm -hmm. take second one before Arcanist there. Yeah. <clears throat> I think, I, yeah, I, I was definitely interested if, like, um, the items themselves were like just more than enough reason to like not even think about it. So yeah, just wanted to sort of your thoughts and sort of reasoning on that one. That's a really high roll lobby that one. That like game five, like everybody has like a super cap board really early. Um, game six, you take com uh, component grab bag and you slam like Deathblade, Runans, and a glove. I think at the same time. Oh, yeah, that game was done. Yeah. And you fully stacked the other games over. Yeah, you've got Israel 2. Uh, this time you don't free level. Are you, like, what I said, I was like, are you thinking about game four? It's very similar to game four. We have like, two, like, you have pair Ezreal, pair Singed, but you pre level and you miss both. I think this time you had pair Ezreal and a Zillion. And then you don't pre level and you hit Ezreal 2 and Singed. And then you just got like perfect innos. You like, play Blitzcrank, your board's, like, insane. Yeah, yeah, I think if you want to hit your one cost, you don't pre-level. Mm. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you couldn't find a carry this game <laughs> at all. You're, like, playing Ezreal until yeah, like 6-1. Yeah, we couldn't find Jin. we couldn't find a Simmer. I mean, mm. we just, at, at some point, the board is upgraded, and I just said, okay, I guess we're going on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a real, I mean, it's a yeah. real <laughs> It's a good board. I mean, you're in a really good spot. Like, there's quite a few games during this final day. Like, I know, like, Aniko as well was playing a lot of, like, Innovators and, like, carrying Ezreal for a lot of the, um, a couple oh, of we games. Oh, Weavater beat that game, yeah. He's, he said he should have gone nine uh, on his yeah, Ezreal. He, died he underestimated the Ezreal. Mm. Is it that good? Like, do you, do you just think it's that good, Ezreal? I mean, if you're winning fights with it, it can't be that bad. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Um, yeah. No, I mean, it is good. It's sort of, you, you basically just got, like, perfect AD items, right? Well, almost mm. perfect AD items. Yeah, last yeah agreed. Last was with Runan's Deathblade. Um, do you think Deathblade's quite undervalued at the moment? I, I feel like I don't see it very often. Like, in this regionals, I saw it a lot, right? You know, preparing, like, VOD reviewing, like, preparing for the tournament, no one's talking about, like, the value of Deathblade inherently. I mean, outside of, like, Strikers, Deathblade's probably the best AD item. Mm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. And, like, even, even in Strikers, it's not, like, it's not the end of the world if you have to play Deathblade, right? Oh, there's, there's better stuff in Strikers. It's, there's better stuff. Yeah. yeah, there's definitely better stuff, right? But, like, at the end of the yeah. day, like, more AD is still technically more damage. Like, it's not optimal, but, like, you know, you're not, like, it's not the end of the world. Like, it's not like it carries suddenly just no damage, like... Oh, but uh, I, I I don't know about that. Place. I mean, it's you not bad. That? 
I, 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 I don't know. I feel like I, 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 I don't want to use too much anecdotal evidence, but I, I feel like it's not particularly like terrible. But yeah, no, no, it's like math because like if you have a hundred, like okay, like six strikers is probably like the most extreme example. Like let's say you have 110 yeah. free AD. Things like Last Whisper, things like IE, will, uh, Giant Slayer, they'll give you, they'll just give you mathematically, oh, for sure. like more damage. But like, it's not bad. That's not what, what I'm trying to get at. It's like, you know, like, it's not your first, like, if you sign the Deathblade, like, Plane Strike is not your first option. Yeah, you're not, you're not going A. It's like, oh, Deathblade Sivir is Yeah, eight. exactly, exactly, right? Like, it's obviously, the, right. yeah. it's obviously, like, the diminishing returns, right, of, like, having, like, only AD and not having other forms of amplification, but, like, look, if, you know, you hit a Sivir 2, like, you're playing with Sivir 2 with Deathblade, like, you know, you gotta, you gotta be reasonable to an extent. Also, like, Deathblade yeah. and Runons is a really good combo, because, uh, yeah, the sure. little, the little, it does a percentage for AD. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Wow. Okay. I and mean, it it always was a good combo, even like before they reworked Deathblade, right? Like, actually, back when like it used to stack, it was like very very good. Oh, you get the bonus AD from like killing units. Is that? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The old Deathblade. Ooh, good times. Oh man, a lot of people miss the old Deathblade. I think um, sure, for sure. There's a lot of people are mad at me, man. Deathblade's just so sleeper now. <laughs> I mean, the old Deathblade was definitely more fun. Like, it was, it was definitely was more hype. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely more hype to see a carry get, like, 10 stacks and just, just one-shot everything. Like, that was just awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so game six ends. It's over. You know that you come second. You're getting... The gift subs are flooding in. The You know, you spend about... Oh, yeah, the oil. The oil. <laughs> the oil's gushing. Oil. The oil. You know. Um... What's what's that feeling like? I just want like sort of kind of tell us how you're feeling in that kind of moment. It's like it's like happiness and relief and it's just like all the work you put in, you know, it's like it's like oh hell yeah, let's go. It's just you're just happy in the moment. And you there was like a little, there was like a little speech at the end. Yeah. To all the because there there have been people that are, have been believing in me. And I feel like I've been letting them down. I, I haven't been, uh, you know, doing the required work. And they still they still believe me. They're like, bro, you're so good. You're going words. I'm like, bro, I don't know about that. It's like, no, no, have confidence. I'm like, guys, it's not, bro, I've been playing. I'm going eighth. And it's like, no, nah, no, nah, you got this. And it's like, you know, I don't like letting these people down that believe in me. So happy that, I, you know, I can, uh, you know, give them, give them the little faith back. And and I, honestly, I just wanted to do a good job representing NA this set. So. Looking forward to that. Absolutely, I'd love to. I'd love to talk about that representing North America. You will be joined by other fantastic players. What are your thoughts on the on the people that are going with you? Oh, this milk. Okay, so there's two of them. It's or I guess there's three of them, and there might be more. So this milk guy is probably like the best TFT player. He has his his potential is so high. Like if he's playing TFT right now, he's like he's level six. You know. <laughs> and he's not even capped yet, so he. <laughs> God, I've got high faith in him. You know, I'm I'm gonna try my best, but I I, I can't cap as high as him. That guy's built different. This Google's guy, he's really good as well. He's got like a he's got a different approach though. He like he thinks about the game a lot, so he's got like a very analytical approach. So I think we have like a good balance of uh of of people going to attorney, and DQA. I mean, hopefully he plays a little more TFT because. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know how much he's gonna be in his work, but you know, I think if he puts in the work, he'll 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 pop up. Um, your immediate thoughts on like game six, and you see 
DQA just like FF randomly when he's fighting you as well. He's like you just like finish. He just FFs immediately. Yeah. Did you, did you know like what was going on at that point? Is he like? Oh, oh yeah. They they said like uh, they gave us a message in Discord. It's like okay, this is the only scenario where you can FF. It's like if it matters for your placement, you can do it. And I was like, oh, that's probably what he did. Okay. Yeah. I, I didn't like know the points off the top of my head, but I'm like, oh, that's probably what happened. So it was like. I, I just thought it would have been quite funny if it was just like a total surprise that he just like was out. <laughs> but no, it was sort of it was understood beforehand that like that was allowed. Yeah, because up until then it's like, oh, you can't FF for any reason, which I mean, they just don't want people to quit, I guess. But mm. yeah, sometimes it's like you know strategic. Although I think in this scenario, matter like it didn't end up you know making a difference. Yeah, yeah, it's just like some tiebreakers, right? Um, because uh, Ramblin like won the lobby, right, and then it just came down to tiebreaks. But like obviously. At the time, DQA made, DQA made the decision to FF. Like, it's you obviously don't know if Ramblin's actually gonna come first. So, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, certainly, certainly, a, a an absolutely like stacked group of players that uh, that are coming with you to the to the World Championships. Um, obviously, we are an OCE podcast. I won't get you. I won't like catch you off guard by like who's your favorite OCE player or anything like that. But I, I, I want to know like. Oh, I don't know if Jose counts, but it's it's him. It's always Jose. Yeah, he's SCA. Oh uh, yeah, Jose counts. Jose counts. Justice for SCA does. <laughs> oh yeah, he, he's the world slot man. Yeah. Let him in. Let him in, Mort Dog. Let him in. Exactly. Um, he's in peak form as well. Let him in. He is. <sighs> Jose's great. We've had him on the podcast. Uh, he's a really lovely guy. Yeah, honestly, I love OC. Esha, Esha's cool. Chaos is cool. It's, it's, a, it's, okay. a, it's a good yeah. bunch. A good bunch of people. Um, what I, We did talk a little bit about in the pre-show. We were talking about, about a bunch of different things. But we were talking about like other regions and things like that. Are there any players from other regions that you, like, like aside, let's say aside from the OC guys that you mentioned, that you know that like you watched who are really good, anything like that? Are you kind of up to date with... Okay, I don't. Okay, if you guys are watching me from other regions, I don't mention you. Don't be mad. I just, I don't, I, you know, I don't know, so I'm not gonna talk. I know BR's got some cracked players. I don't know anything about them though. I don't really watch too many. I haven't watched many of their bots. But um, the EU turn like for the tourney, like when we were prepping, we were playing at the same time as the EU people, like the same weekend. So I was watching a lot of their bots. I I learned I watched Volta a lot, and I watched Double Sixty One quite a bit. I, I watch Swallow Tiger a lot. I think they're all just cracked players. Uh, I think I think this double guy is is too good. We need a we need to steal some of that tech. That guy is he was rolling. I'm like, bro, I'm, I'm just dizzy. I don't know what I'm watching. But uh, I was, uh, a lot of set three, three world champion, also. right? Yeah, yeah. Is he the set three? Well, yeah, he's the set three world champion, right? If I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah something like that. Set two, set three. Is it, is it, yeah. Yeah, isn't isn't he like okay? But this was this was a while ago. But isn't he like really young as well? Like, was he like sixteen when he won or something? Something insane like yeah, that. Yeah, he's really young, and he click rolls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's like a full on demo. If, if Wait, I remember. he click rolls. He click rolls. He click rolls. That's just a zoom of death. That's all. It was like this one game where you play like Kaisa carry the the speed at which he was rolling. I, I'm assuming he was just rolling for a rec site, so it was like fast. But <laughs> man, I'm like I couldn't keep up now. Like, bro, is this two X or what? Jesus. I'm too old for that, dude. I like watching Ramblin. Ramblin plays so slow. You get you get to see everything. Yeah, then you, you really think about everything. Really Double guys just going on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're cracked. I, I don't know a ton about other regions. Like I haven't been able to watch too much China stuff. I haven't, hmm. I haven't been watching too much KR recently. It's just been like 
it's just EU and NA. Yeah. I mean, it's totally understandable. With the, for the, with the format the way it is, it's uh, not the easiest to, like, you can't just, like, go and find Chinese tournament VODs or something, you know, or KR tournament VODs, like, just off a whim if you... I mean, you probably, like, you have to dig really deep to find them, basically. Yeah, you, you gotta get on the you gotta get on the Chinese sites, but uh, they've got some tourneys coming up soon. They have their regional qualifiers and like just little tourneys happening soon. So uh, I'm gonna try to watch those. Also, they haven't had their regionals. Their regionals like like a week before Worlds. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's intentional so that they're they're, they're in peak form when Worlds arrives. Yeah, bro. Why don't we do that? <laughs> it's like everyone else has been kind of kind of kind of tied to the set, you know, kind of one out, you know, it's hard. It's hard getting screws together. You know, all these Chinese players rock up. Just had our regionals a week ago, peak form, ready to go. And then, yeah. yeah, they get like a little break and it's like back to it. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, um, so the other thing I wanted to talk about specifically is, is like, obviously we're, we're going towards the world championships now. We're kind of, I won't like get too much too deep into set seven or anything like that, but I wanted to sort of know your feelings about whether or not augments or armory like specifically augments and armories have been mentioned as like things that they would love to have back in similar different forms over and over again oh yeah how do you feel about that oh they can't get rid of it you can't get rid of augments bro the tft's gonna die like the the genie is out of the lamp <laughs> you know if step five was like the balance was awful Morthog was like on vacation half the set and we had like some resin sleeper patches you know, or did Dark Shadow, Dark Blue Rise, like, it was just kind of a oh boring God. set. Yeah. yeah. But, we got the armories out of it. I think that was very beautiful. I, I like the city as well. And it, it kind of, like, led the path to the augments. I think having those little choices to where you can, you know, you, you they don't just, it's like, okay, these are all your items, good luck. Ooh, hope they're not awful. You know, yeah. having, giving the, giving the players the ability to, like, pick their items or, like, pick their augments, it, it's very nice, and it feels good, and it gives you, like, agency, and they can't get rid of it. They know it. So, you know, we'll see how it plays out. Maybe by set eight or nine, we everyone gets tired of it, and it's like a Riot MMO pivot at that point. And, you know, it's just like, it becomes yeah. like a mini game inside the Riot MMO. But, you know, for now, yeah, I, I think people want it. I think it, it's, yeah. a, it's a for the game. I've discussed um, this idea with, like, some people now, but, like, that, like, Orbans have sort of set the bar for, like, complexity in tft now and it's almost it's almost sort of like a bar like a point of no return if that makes sense in terms of yeah. the overall design philosophy of the entire game right um you can all you can I don't, I don't know how like sort of into sort of card games you are but uh, just here on the pod um me and Bodhi, uh he cut here um we play like a lot of competitive card games in the past so like i like to equate that to sort of like uh a, 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 almost just like a change in sort of design philosophy where like you know you're mo we're, we're moving away from like you know, just, just cards that are just, like, purely there with, like, stats that, like, don't really do anything. But we're moving into, like, okay, like, now, now the cards are less about the stats, and it's more about, like, all these, like, lines of text on, like, what they do, if that makes sense. But the overall, yeah, well, like, it's like, they, it's like they went from three hex boards to four hex board, you know? It's exactly just like right. a, yeah. it's, it's an expansion, you know? It's just, it's like, TFT 2.0. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, like the, the, the overall bar of complexity for the games has sort of been raised, if that makes sense. And, you know, there's a, I mean, look, there's this pros and cons to that, of course, and like, but, but for better or worse, like, this is the direction that the game is sort of moving in, right? Like, like we're, we're probably not going to see like, a set mechanic as simple as just like, oh, 
there's like twice the amount of items now. Dude, the hex, the little fucking hex. Oh, there's a hex on the map. It's gonna be so yeah. That's, there's a there's a little hex on the map. That's it. You know, it's, it's really it's, cool to see how TFT has like evolved and how like they've sure. been building. Like, I feel like set six is a culmination of everything else. Like, yeah. you have you have augments that are literally just traits, like keepers from the past. You have those, you know, you have the socialite hex, which was you know from set two. You have you know the armory, and it's just like it's kind of building on itself, and I. I'm just happy to like see the game, how it has grown to like what it is. I think it's, it's I think it's a really nice game, and it's you know it's sure. it's good. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, I oh, love that. Really love that. What a great discussion. Um, we will now switch over to the sort of question portion of our episode. So, guys in Twitch chat, if you have any questions for us, uh, any questions for Goose, you know, please uh, let us know now. Uh, we do have some that were sent to us earlier in the week, so if you do have questions that you definitely want to get asked uh, during the podcast, you can message them to me on Discord, and uh, I'll, I'll get to them there. But this is the part where I, I hand over to Sol, and, and we do a, couple of, do a couple of questions as we sort of wind things down. Cool. All right. Uh, so we'll start with the viewer question. Uh, so Benny292 in chat asks, who do you think the best? who do you think was the best NA player at regionals and why? That's a simple one, but... The best NA player, dude. I, I mean, going into it, that was New Bell. Like this, this guy's positioning is insane. His ability to make late game boards is insane. But for whatever reason, he just doesn't show up at tournaments. And I, I don't really, I don't, I don't really know what to say about that. Uh, I, I think Ramblin played. I think Ramblin is like just a godly AP player. And just watching the way he plays it, it's 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 really impressive. It's a lot better than I would play AP. Uh, I don't. I don't have like one answer. I think Milk is really good at, at like at his comp at his thing and like in the tree he specializes in. And I don't know. I feel like I'm a I'm a very good AD player. I think I'm probably the best AD player, especially when it comes down to like the uh you know the the innovator the scrap lines. So I I don't know. I think there's multiple people that have like their own strengths, and I mean there's just like a, a lot of good other players in general. You know I think Gubin's insane. I think Robin's insane. And there was a there. I mean, there's there's many more, you know. For sure. But probably probably New Bell milk me. Yeah. Cool. All right. Um. Next one. Yeah. Got another chat one from uh Catnip Castle. Uh, if you were to assign a number to what percentage of the game is luck, uh, add up. Basically, like the question is essentially saying like how much of the game is skill, how much of the game is luck at the sort of high competitive level. And we all know that like. But at the ladder level, right, like, you know, you can argue that, like, the game is predominantly, like, skill. Because, you know, there's obviously a big gap in, like, you know, there's a, there's a big gap in, like, game knowledge between you know, sort of different ranks, right? But once we reach the sort of highest echelons of play, right, how much of that, you know, where everyone's really good, right? Like, you know, you look, you, you come into a field like NA Regional, you know, you look at the top, you look at these 32 players, and you're like, any of these guys can, like, take home the trophy, right? So, like, what, at that point, at that sort of level of the game, right, like, how much of it comes down to luck? How much of it comes down to skill? What like what does that skill actually equate to? Like what does that really mean? If that makes any sense? Um, yeah. That's, that's sort of okay, I think that's the biggest copium question. Luck is like one percent of the game. Like mm-hmm. when when you say how much of a difference it is at the highest level of play, the question like at that point, if everyone's skill is the same, like how much is the luck? I mean, yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna come down to luck if everyone's skill is the same, but like. If you put in a if you put in a bronze player in in the regional lobby, that guy's gonna go eighth every single game. Every single game they're going eighth. 
Uh, I think luck. If like TFT has a lot of variants, but it's like it's like a lot. You you know you, every turn you can do something. There's a lot of decision, decisions to make, and over the course of a game, skill uh, is a very big indicator of like where you're gonna place. You know, a lot of the time, if you think you you low roll, you probably high rolled something. You just didn't know how to play it. So that's just like a big skill gap there. You know, it was like, oh, I got a lunk. He's like, no, bro, you just you suck. But I mean, yeah, if everyone's like the same, if everyone's on the same, uh, like you know, even if everyone's just like a beast, then yeah, it's it's gonna be luck. So, but overall, I think luck is a very small part of success in TFT. Mm, yeah, fair enough. I I think that's like I think that's a pretty good answer. Um, I think it's always interesting, like hear sort of people's like sort, sort of thoughts at like you know like you know, how much of the game is skill how much of the game is luck like it's a very it, it almost is like a very like commonly discussed topic but where i have always i personally have always felt like the game is predominantly skill like otherwise you wouldn't see the same players at the top of ladder like every single set you wouldn't see like the same names popping up over and over again in like you know like the same people like who win 20s you know you know what i mean like so it, it definitely does feel like you know it, it's it's almost predominantly skill and like like occasionally it's like occasionally it's like occasionally it's rng but like most of the time it, it, it really is it really does come down to that sort of decision making that sort of skill right um, yeah the bigger your skill as well the more like the more you're able to limit luck and rng as well right like if you if you are a skilled player and you feel like you're like in quotations low rolling you know there are like hundreds of decisions you can make every turn as as you said goose like to, to mitigate yeah. the fact that like you're not having a good game like some people you could just roll on three five if you like it's it's not like set in stone that you have to do the same things every single game you have to like position yourself in the best possible way with the skill that you have to to make an outcome for yourself basically agreed so you know, right. you, 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 the better you are, the more chance you have to mitigate luck by making complex decisions. That's my opinion. Sure. Yeah. And I mean, like, just just to put a final sort of explanation, like, like, like TFT is like a game with like so many like potential decisions, and just like the the, the overall yeah. the like decision tree is so big in TFT that it's it's really difficult to like be in a spot like be in a game where like you only have like one or two options like, a lot of the yeah, time there's, there's infinite things yeah. you can do hmm. a lot of the time like there's so many lines that like you might not even like see if that makes sense and like those lines branch into like even further lines if that makes sense so like i think a lot of people don't sort of like think that like the game is not particularly complex because they they tunnel very hard on one specific thing but like uh, one thing that you, you'll get when you watch like a lot of these better players play is like you'll see them do things that like you just would not have even thought about doing like and yeah i think that that's really really cool yeah agreed so I'd, I'd really love to say like one tiny thing there as well like goose you mentioned like just how crazy it is to watch someone roll and pick up angles that you don't see right and if you're like oh mm -hmm. man like rng really like fucked me this game like i've absolutely been screwed by rng but you rolled down on eight like and you just you're literally just looking for the unit that says siva or the unit that says aurelia and you roll past you know whatever Jin two you roll past like uh, like a pair of art uh, like a pair of legendaries or something and you have a nico something like that the more that you like tunnel on the fact that rng plays a factor in the game the less chance you have to like personally improve your like improve your board in, in a given scenario 
I mean, it's just like a bad mindset. Like just even, even outside of TFT, it's like, you know, it's, you're not taking responsibility for your own shortcomings. And that's just like a, that's just like a personal thing. You know, there's always things you can improve upon. Sure. Hmm. All right. So, uh, what about pre-prepared questions? Um, so I think we talked about this a little bit, but aside from qualifying, aside from the feeling of qualifying for Worlds, uh, what was your personal highlight from regionals, from the regionals weekend? Oh, the, the triple Zeke sniper game. Oh, that was so <laughs> fun. Dude, when I made it second, I'm like, oh, it's, I, saw, I saw the two, so I'm like, fuck it, triple Zeke's. And I'm like, oh, my God, that was Zeke. Now I'll be careful. I'm like, oh, this little Zeke's is too bad. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, that was definitely a sight of the whole. That was, that was pretty great. Oh, that was a fun game. For sure. All right. Um, cool. This one can be a bit for all of us. So we see world events that take place at the end of major sets. Uh, do you think that regional slash world events that took place earlier in the cycle of a TFT set would be better or worse? So, yeah, so Worlds obviously uh, takes place like quite literally, like I think a few weeks before the set usually ends, um, the, the entire set, right? So like, what are our gen just sort of general thoughts on like, you know, if Worlds, you know, took place earlier in that sort of cycle, right? Like it, towards like the mid sort of like, I mean, obviously, like Worlds obviously can't like take place like immediately as like the set begins. And you know, like, what what, what if like what sort of started happened more towards this sort of midpoint rather than to the end point? Um. Okay. So, I think if worlds happen earlier, it would be worse. I I do think we should have more tournaments that are like impactful throughout the set, and now you know give a more like more steady like player cadence. You know, you can you can do things. It's more steady viewer experience for fans. Uh, I think it would be a good thing overall. But I think if you want. I think Worlds, like, the, the tournament that is meant to showcase, like, what TFT can be, like, how, how well it can be played and the best talent, I think you want people, I, want, I think you want it to be in a balanced state of the game to where it's not just like, oh, whoever hit, you know, the, 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 one, the Twitch, you know, he won the game, you know. I think you want it to be a good display of talent and, and, and like, what TFT can be. And for that to happen, you want it to be in the balanced state and where people like kind of figure out how to, how to play it at that point. I don't know. I, I, I think TFT is a beautiful thing. And when it can be played like very well, I, I think that's very fun to watch. Yeah. So yeah. towards the end would, you know, it's probably the way to do it. It's, interesting hey, it's an interesting question. Cause like, <laughs> imagine if you had worlds like on the Siva Renata. Oh, patch. <laughs> yeah, oh God. Like the first patch of like the first like patch of six point five was the world's patch, like you yeah I, I agree with with goose I think like the the game needs to come to like a, a very stable point where like players have had enough time to to maximize everything about the game yeah blah blah, blah. um it's sure. fun fun question to think about though like oh uh, yes. Yeah. You're playing like blue buff rise worlds, something you know. Like, oh, here's the rise of the shadow pool. That's it. Oh, we got our winner. You can call it here at three five. Congratulations to the dude who hit shadow tier off, um, off yeah, like the armory or whatever. Like, well done. Oh man, I've I've had this vod going for a while, and there are a lot of hydras in chat. We it's it's towards the end. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't watching it, but I just saw things popping up on the right monitor. I'm like, oh. A lot of hands offs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, 
I'll add a I'll add a point on that uh, question in that um I think that like other than like obvious like hype reasons right like you know you you want the biggest twenty to be at the very end. I think it also makes sense for Worlds to be towards the end because, like, in a game like TFT, that can be so hard to balance, you know. It's a lot of iterations for the devs to get the game in a sort of sweet yeah. spot. Um, I, I really think that, like, the devs really need the time to sort of be able to sort of, like, fully, like, you know, sort of balance, fully sort of understand how the set works, like, like what, 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 what values make sense, you know, what, 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 like, how things, like, work, how things function. Um, yeah, it, it, and it really is like a sort of trial and error iterative process. Like, uh, you know, you can't, we can't expect our devs to literally get it right on like the first like two patches, you know, two, three patches. Dude, right? they've been That's, so good about it this set. Yeah. Like, even the first they, patch, they've been good. That. Exactly. We've like, come, the we've first patch. Long way. Oh, for sure. Like, the first patch had some problems, right? You know, namely Seven Renata. But I mean, like, I, I remember doing a 24 hour stream when, when the, when, like, on the first patch, and it was, the game was still really fun. It was like totally fun to play. Um, I feel like, like, to, to sort of, like, add on that, I feel like a lot of, like, the problems in the game get sort of echo-chambered and compounded by the community. Like, you know, people see, like, some things are out of line, and then, like, I'll see if a Ronaldo broken, or the game's unplayable, and then this whole sentiment gets really sort of, like, you know, echoed around the entire community, and then, like, everyone just, like, starts saying, like, you know, these, like, very hyperbolic things, right? That is not very true at all, in reality. Oh, I like, mean, it, that, yeah, that's just how it goes. Yeah, it's, but that's just how it works, that's right? Just, that's just so, communities in general. Yeah. Oh, for sure, yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> what is Zuck's so, yeah, yeah, yeah. the Soju tree, right? He said, like, Soju, <laughs> Soju is the top of the tree, and then everything just sort of trickles down from there. So, like, day yeah. after the tweet longer, it's like, that's just the common opinion now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll times put longer, I'll times put longer. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me what you're but, feeling. Um... Tell me what your feelings are. What are your feelings? Like, when are you going to write a tweet longer? What's next? Like, how do you feel? It's so strange. Like it is good to have tourneys at the start, like when it's new, because like one, it's it's a good way to hype the set, and two, it's it's fun to see what people like figured out. Like what in, in PVE, where that like that innovator like tourney, that was super fun. You know, people kind of like try to figure it out, try to, and it gives you like a, it kind of gives you a little drive to play the game as well. So I think it's I think it's fun for the fan. Okay, maybe I maybe I shouldn't speak for the fan, but I think. I, as a viewer, like to see other people try at the game because it's it's more fun as a viewer. And I mean, obviously, as a player, it's more fun to try the game. So like having like tourneys early to incentivize that is, uh, I think it's a good thing all around. I think that like, <clears throat> sorry, I think that like um, there's there's definitely like a like a like a sort of space for like really sort of early set tourneys where like no one really necessarily knows what's like good. And that's what makes like those set, like that's what makes like those twenties fun to watch because you know there isn't an established meta to go off of, right? Like especially for players that are sort of more casual and just like play the game, you know, in their leisure time. Like it, it, it almost like gives them a sort of like like base to form off of. Like okay, what 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 are all these like you know really like oh, yeah. invested at TFT? Like what are they, like all these like really like, pro players like sort of like what what comps are they leaning towards? What do they think is good? You know, and, and it sort of it, it can help to give them sort of like a direction to begin from, like at the very start of a set, right? That's, that's I think, a very like, good point. I think like where it does sort of peter out a little bit is towards the sort of middle of the set, right? Where where like you know like there's a, there's been a few patches already. Like people have people have already been played played like the game a bunch. Like it's not. It's obviously not worlds, so you you're not invested. It's not worlds, it's not regionals. You're not invested in like those sort of storylines. So I think like for like competitive, like that's like a difficult place to like solve. What do we do with like that space? But yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. It's weird. 
feels like you kind of just like it start. I mean, I feel like that's just how it's always going to be. It's going to start high. It's going to slowly, you know, fall off, and it's going to like pick back up. And it gets you know, way, yeah, it just goes way off during worlds for sure. I think this was a really good world with really good storylines, and I, I think the casters have been good at establishing those. I think it's been super fun to follow. Sure. Um, uh, so shout out to Murray Card in the chat. Uh, do another question, do a question from him. Uh, does Goose think that there should be a competitive circuit to qualify for worlds? So essentially, just an uh, it doesn't even have to be competitive circuit. Just also alternate sort of ways to qualify for worlds other than just via only regionals, right? Like because regionals is the only way you actually get to worlds at the moment. Like a circuit, like what? What does that mean? Is it like a like a sort of like league event almost? Um, or, I would, I would, I would, I would probably guess so, right? So, like, maybe like a probably like a, like a league event, like a league style event. You know, a certain set of players are probably invited, and then you can qualify to enter the league somehow, right? Probably, and then you know, you play league matches or whatever, yeah. and then that that qualifies you. Yeah, I think this set did an okay. I think this set did a pretty good job. There, there were like multiple tourneys. Uh, a lot of them you qualified by like being like you know top of a lot, not like top twenty, but like top you know hundred or something. So it's not it's not it's not that hard to get in. So uh, there were like multiple tourneys where you can get multiple world uh, regional slots. Uh, there were a few slots for ladder uh, each set. I think this set did a very good job of you know allowing allowing a bunch of different players to get in. I think a league would be really fun, like you know else something like LCS. I don't know how it'd be structured, but I think it'd be a really fun thing to have. And another cool okay, so this is kind of like a little theory that I think would be a really fun thing to do. You get like a uh, hundred players, and it's like a uh, you do like a tourney every week, but the tourney is on like a different set. So like the first tourney is like on set one, next is like on set two, next is set three. Like, you do that over the course yeah. of like a you know like a month or two, or I guess it would be like two months at this point. And I think that'd be a, a fun thing to have. I don't know how you would structure it, but it's like you know who who adapts the best, you know who you know who's the most like consistent. I think it'd be a cool thing to do. Yeah, it'd be for each one every single week. Would it be even funner or even worse if you didn't know until you loaded into the first game what set you were playing? <laughs> oh, oh man, that would be... three. Set three, fuck, we're on fucking four plus galaxy. Oh, shit. No, no, you'd have to, like, prep for all of them. That'd be, that'd be too dizzy. Yeah. Yeah. Too, yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Oh, get, get the fucking set three notes out. Holy shit. <laughs> that's, that's a fun idea. That's a, such a cool idea. We need the, we need the Chinese client. We can play all the sets. Yeah, we, we need to play all the sets. Wait, that's how you do it. They have they're building the uh the, they have the building blocks. Mm -hmm. Sure, sure, And you can rebalance them as well, like the Chinese client did, like a balance because they rebalance set one. I wonder if we ever get to that point where you can like play the different sets, kind of like how you can uh, play like hyper or something, or, like double up. You know, it's just like a different game mode. You just load into like you know set three. I guess they like you need more players. Yeah. yeah, I think for I think for the West, it's, it's it's honestly like the reality is I think for the West it's hard because I think oh yeah we're not gonna have it maybe China interest just isn't there but I think in China like it's probably gonna happen so like, realistically like it's not that hard like you know as in like it's you you can get on the Chinese like mobile client and everything via like um iron emulate and everything like there's videos showing people how to do it and everything like that so like. You know, I think that'll be like that. That'll probably like moving forward be the way to like play older sets. But yeah, at least at least as far as like Western clients go, I I, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> the odds are, the odds are really the players, we have, like the, the people yeah. to work on it. Yeah, yeah, we don't have the infrastructure. We don't have the players. Like it's just man, just isn't really there. 
there are people who like say they want it, but like you you already know that like the minute like it, if it ever happened, they would play it for like one day and then just never touch it again. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Well, some people really like Chelsea. I don't know. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. That's the friends who just absolutely. Each their own. Right. I like choosing well, Canon. Uh, Does that count? That's about it. Yeah. <laughs> I like uh, I like chosen ribbon. This one. No, 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 you lose me. There. Oh, I brought out chosen Kale at seven. <laughs> oh yes, I love chosen Kale. Ooh, that's a good one. That's it. Three <laughs> units, three best parts of set four. Um, yeah, let's do let's do this one. I don't okay. I, this I don't know if like the way I'm about to word the question might be like somewhat controversial. I really hope it's not. The question is just how do you rate North America's chances at Worlds for set six point five? So I would like to frame this as like how do you feel about this specific. In a squad of world representatives compared to like previous like set you know representatives. Like, how do you feel about you know NA's chances this set right with this squad compared to like set five, set four, you know set three? I think this set NA is going to have the highest average placement of of all the regions. Uh, as for compared to other sets, I don't I don't know. I don't honestly I don't remember the average placement. I think we did pretty well last set like pretty like as far as average placement we might have been the highest might have been second highest i know we i know we beat out europe that, that's really all that matters <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i think all we're right. gonna solve and we're gonna have a we're gonna have a good showing any pick four better hit first well i mean uh, I, this is saying i i know nothing about who's playing from korea who's playing from china so you know you never know maybe they, maybe they've got like some some Crazy, crazy juicers coming to just farm everybody. <laughs> that was the crazy juices, all right. I don't know if they'll farm everyone, but like, yeah, they'll be good competition. That's for sure. I don't know what's been brewing over there. <laughs> Someone that, yeah, pays attention to like Eastern regions with TFT, like, yeah, there's there some pretty cracked players in that. Yeah, for sure. I think like the NA players that are being sent this time, you know, Goose, you included, of course, like. All of you have like very like different players as well. Like you all play a very different style. Yeah. In your own, in your own way, and that's that's like. So we're not gonna grief each other. Yeah, you can grief each other. In the <laughs> not only that, but it's like you also get the benefit of like understand. Like you, you gain a really deep understanding of how the other players play from playing against them. So you know, like, oh, you come into a yeah. lobby and. And you know, like two of the EU guys in your same lobby, like an AP player. So you're like, oh shit, okay. So I, I know from like playing, re like having so much time to play AP, like and play against like cracked AP players, like the best AP players on the NA server. Like I know what I can do in this scenario to like maximize my my odds and things like that. And it's re that's like really beneficial for NA in my opinion. Like everyone is so different who's going to to Worlds. Like I think that can only be a good thing. Yeah. All right. Um. So for the last of our sort of pre-prepared questions, um, bit of a fun one. So what's your what's your what's your favorite TFT set ever? In brackets, why why is it set three point five? <laughs> oh, okay. It was three point five, and that's I just I really like galaxies, and I like that I like Star Guardians. The whole comp was like you know it gets rolling, you, you infinite cast, it's really fun. But um, it's at six point five. Oh. <clears throat> Losing the voice. Um, yeah, I think six point five is like it's like the culmination of everything. It's it's so fun. It's so different. Uh, it's 
you know, it, there's a lot of variety to it. It's, I just like it. It's good. The units like aren't the most exciting, but I mean, they're pretty good. Yeah. I mean, it's great to, great to hear a very, very positive opinion on 615 instead of all the doom and gloom that I feel like. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I feel like there's been a lot of lately on uh, just six five five in general. So yeah, it's 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 great to talk to someone that's really sort of we've really been enjoying the set and really really um been, yeah been really happy with the set. Yeah, it's good. It's a good set, and TFT is a good game. Not not a paid comment. <laughs> not a paid comment. Well yeah, representative comment. That's uh... no no. It's not an cage business. It's it's uh <laughs> it's real. It is actually right. really fun. When you playing really it so much, you probably don't like it. Sure. All right, that's, uh, that's all the pre-prepared questions I've got. So if anyone in chat wants to ask something, this is probably the last chance. This is your guys uh, other than that, chance. yeah. That's, uh, that's all the questions I've got so far. So uh, we'd just like to say while we're waiting, just in case we do have any more questions, a uh, big thank you to, to Goose for coming on the, on the show today. It's been a real pleasure to have you. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, this is our really first cool. TFT podcast. Great. Oh, really? Great. Hell yeah. Fantastic. Um, I feel know, like I've never come on. I'm like, bro, I don't know what I'm going to say, but... Fuck it. Yeah, oh, no. Why does Goose look so much like GBA? Where did he go? <laughs> oh, the name change. Yeah. I mean, if it's real... Okay, so... The thing is, Grandby Sade, the name is too long. And even GBA, it's still too long. But, like... I've had this little goose. I'm like, oh, you know what? Fuck it. This is a clean. It's, it's a goose. Pit. It's just like short, you know. So. You look at like all the all the league pros. And they've got like short, cool names. Yeah. And it's like, uh, oh, delicious milk. You know, K three soju. You know, Grand by say it's too long. <laughs> I think I think milk. I mean, that's like called, they, they all call milk, right? They don't call this. Yeah, it's just, it's just you know. Yeah, and it's like if you're popping off, it's like, oh, you know, the goose is loose. Oh, you know, Grand Vicey with the play. You know, it's, 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 it's... <laughs> yeah, for sure, it's an yeah. thing. I would have yeah. liked it if they'd started calling milk delicious instead of delicious milk. Oh, that's a delicious cop. <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh finally God, enough, delicious. he's <laughs> eating up the competition, man. He's you know. I was gonna say, funnily enough, that's that's literally how I came up with my name. I was like, I'm just gonna find a one. I'm just gonna find one word that sounds okay. That's my name. Like, just gonna keep it as simple as possible. Yeah, yeah, that's it. It's it's just better branding, you know. That's like the Korean and the Chinese league pros. Like, it is. Got like some, yeah. They got like sick names like Viper and Ambition yeah. and things like that. <laughs> Ruler, yeah, Ruler, Arrow, <laughs> Bang, Wolf. That's a lot yeah. of good ones. Is Bang like Bang is like yeah. a low key like sick name. That's like. Eng is a really good one for like an AD carry. That is just yeah. Ray, mm. oh, there are so many good ones. Yeah, that that's kind of yeah, that's the inspiration right there. They figured it out. Yeah. So no, that's that's a that's a good answer. I like that. So so you know we we've stuck to we've stuck to goose. I think maybe we say GBA a couple of times, but the goose is loose, baby. GBA had a habit. Goose is loose. Words. Um, GBA. I mean, a uh, goose. Sorry, Jesus fucking Christ. Um, I mean, it's fine. We're, I'm, I'm kind of both. I think I'm just kind of going to be both forever. You know, it is what yeah. it is. Um, look, obviously, everybody that's listening will, will probably know who you are. But but for a final shout out, if you don't mind telling everybody where they can find you, just in case they are they are a new player. Oh, twitch.tv slash grandvice8. Fantastic. Um, I mean, you know, let's uh, let's get out of here, guys. So finally, Sol, you know, thank you, my co-host, for being here. It's been an absolute pleasure. Yeah, it's been super fun. 
Um, yeah, anyone wants to find me, um, Sol underscore TFT on Twitch, and my Twitter is also the same handle if you want to follow that as well. Guys, uh, that's going to do it for episode 21 of the Roll Down TFT podcast. From us, we'd really just like to say a big uh, good luck at Worlds uh, to Goose. It's really exciting, you know, aside from our OC boys, you're going to be the uh, the one we're, we're one we're looking out for, uh, mostly because Socks and Acer didn't make it. So, Smoge. that's Smoge. Smoge. Uh, but uh, it's a big, a big thank you once again to you for coming on. It's it's been a real pleasure. And and guys, uh, for those of you listening to the Roll Down podcast, uh, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Thanks everyone. Right, Have a great much. day. Yeah, you too. Really fun. Thanks so much, Goose. Really appreciate it. Yeah, guys. Good one. Cheers. Take care. Bye. Thank you.